Hey everyone, I'm Gracie and welcome to Grace of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. That is the sole purpose of this podcast, to share our stories to the world. Zana, do you welcome to the podcast? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So you were a military child yourself and you actually joined um, later in your life. So who was in the military and what branch? Um, my dad was in for uh, a few years when I was a baby. Um, he got out shortly after, so we didn't move much, but, um, we did have my aunt and my uncle were both air force and my dad was air force. And so kind of just stuck with, um, more of the family that we knew that were military. Yeah. So you came from a very high military background with many family members being in, um, do you remember you said you were young, but do you remember any moves that you had or any moves that maybe your family had? Uh, I don't, actually. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> little. The line would yes. probably have more of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you have uh, your two sisters that kind of grew up with you and you watched grow up and you all joined the military after that. Um Zelina and Xenia joined as well. Did your, you joined the Air Force. Did having your dad and much more of your family in the Air Force encourage you to join the Air Force? So when my, my dad went DOD, so he was a firefighter on um, an air base. So we spent a lot of time on the base. So we kind of got to see like the the pilot, the C-130s and heavies went to air shows and stuff like that. So um, it was always pretty neat to see that. And then every now and then you would see the uniform. And so um, that became a big part of, I was like, that looks exciting, but I don't know if that's what I want to do yet. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, as I got older, um, when I graduated high school, I wanted to go to college uh, for a little bit and go in as a um, officer but at the same time uh I didn't want to stay in the town we grew up in because it was really small <laughs> so I was like I need to see places <laughs> and my mom and dad were always like you either go to college or you go to the military but you can't stay here so <laughs> yeah so that kind of you know encouraged you to get yes. out and get somewhere <laughs> yes did you have did you join like the Air Force Academy or did you go to a university and what were you looking for at that point? So once I graduated, I went to, I had a couple of scholarships to like art institutes and that sort of thing. And um, I wasn't going anywhere. And so I started going to college at a little community college um, after turning down my scholarships because my mom was just uh, an empty nester. So I felt bad leaving her. <laughs> and um, so I was just like, well, what do I do? Um, and then I came across some situations where I was just like, I can't be here anymore. And so yeah. I 
just went to the recruiter with my best friend. She's actually in the military too. And her and I joined the same day. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome to have a friend, you know, kind of going in it together. Well, that's the funny part is we joined together. She couldn't get a date until a month after I did. So we were like two weeks overlap for basic, two weeks overlap from IT. <laughs> and then we, I, the last time I saw her was 2005. And then oh, wow. I didn't so see her again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just saw her last year for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. (laughs) It took us completely opposite sides of the globe. (laughs) (laughs) And that's like the military life at its best right there, for sure. (laughs) It was crazy. I was like, ah, I haven't seen you. (laughs) (laughs) You joined together, but those two weeks changed the whole game at that point then. And it did. It really did. I think the biggest influence was when my sister joined. Which one? Zelina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when she left, I was actually mad at her for leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't understand why at that point. Uh, I just knew like I spent most of my time with her. And um, so when she left, I took it personal. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, 9-11 happened. And to get all the letters from her and when they activated her unit and the security went from, Oh, you could just drive on the base with your ID card to mm-hmm. we're going to search your vehicle. Or, yeah. <laughs> and it just like, it was heightened. a huge transition. Yeah. So I was like, Oh man. And she used to tell me in her letters, don't join, keep going to school. Don't join. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to join. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, are you the middle child then? No, I'm actually the youngest. Zelina's the oldest okay. and Xenia's the middle. She joined, Xenia did, um, probably six months after I did. Okay. So you were the second one to join out of the three of you. Yeah. Do you think you were, even though Zelina said, don't join, don't join, do you think you were motivated to join by her joining and that oh, yeah, kind it's of like path? Any kid. <laughs> Yeah, it's like any kid. Don't do it. Okay. okay <laughs> I'm going to go. do it anyways. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, what were some of your memories being on base, um, even seeing the air shows as a kid and everything around that? Oh, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was always pretty neat to see all the different aircrafts and um, the stump pilots like the Thunderbirds um, and the Blue Angels. And then it does, those aircrafts didn't have quite the impact as a, as a kid as they do now. Cause um, my husband's a pilot. And so now like, I'm like, Oh man, I never thought like all that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, it, it's just weird where I'm like, I just grew up around airplanes. And now I'm married to a pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's weird the way things work out sometimes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You grew up around it and then, you know, it's basically become your life now since you married into it. And, you know, the military has always more or less been a part of you then. 
since before you were even born. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So do you remember now that you've been in yourself and you've had the time as a military child, even though it was a little bit, is there a place that you call home? Uh, Well, it's one of the hardest questions to ask. So, I mean, I grew up in Ohio. It'll always yeah. be home. Um, but two years ago, my grandfather passed away. And so when I left for the military, my parents moved. And so when I was deployed, they were in a new house. And then when I got back, they were in a different house. And so they moved three or three to five times in my time frame in the military. And so we, I never went back to that house after graduation. So I call my grandpa and grandma's house home. We actually just bought their home. And um, so it stays in the family because that's more like the home feel than going to their house now. And it's just because it, it hasn't been a permanent in my life. But my hometown yeah. will always be Southington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a hard, you know thing to ask is where's home especially as a military child you know I've had the experience of moving and then since you were in yourself and you've experienced many different places it's hard to pick one location and say okay this is home this is where I call home and there's so many different places that have such an impact on your life that they each have a piece of you that you have yeah. to pick then and say, Hey, Absolutely. this is home. The generic answer is wherever they put me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that home is where the heart is. Home is where the family is. But yeah, at the same point, you and your sisters are all living in different areas and your parents are, you know, so you have a family everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> do you, Feel that you had more of a, let me think of how to ask it. What were your experiences growing up around base versus being in the military yourself? How do you feel those two different experiences compare? Of growing up and being like going around the the military? Yeah. Um, Well, I guess growing up in the fire station, you kind of get into that mentality of everybody's family. It's like you get Mm -hmm. 30 big uncles (laughs) yeah, and um, they still, you know, every now and then we I'll get like a random friend request of somebody. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I'll ask my dad, he's like, do you remember Bob from here and Ray from there? He's like, these are the guys. Okay. But you just kind of go with it, you know? And so you, you always have, even when you would show up to the base, um, they always have like a little treat for you. And, um, where if I was walking around the base, a lot of people would be like, Oh, that's Steve's daughter. You know? (laughs) Oh, I mean, I specifically remember a car accident (laughs) and, um, I didn't even get out of the car yet or take my driver's license out to hand it to him. They're like, it's okay. It's Steve's daughter because (laughs) that community is so big. And yeah. so they knew as firefighters from the base, you know, like in his volunteer work that who we were. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but joining, 
I could say it's probably not a whole lot different. Um, I worked in um, fighter squadrons pretty much my whole career. And um, even when I would go TDY, like the commander would be like, make sure she gets home or make sure that she's okay. And so it's like, you just get all these big brothers at that point. And so um, it's kind of the same. And you honestly, even if I were to travel somewhere, my parents from their military experience or from um, being a firefighter and even my sisters or all of us, uh, no matter where we go, they're like, hey, so-and-so's there. If you need a place, you can go there. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Call your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, you know, whether you like it or not, you gain a huge family with you. Right. And you have people all across the globe that no matter where you are, if you need anything, someone will be there to help and support you for sure. Right. So you're the youngest child out of the three of you. Do you think that had an effect um, on your personality growing up and then joining your in the military yourself besides, you know, the retaliating against what Linus said? Um, joining definitely matured me a pastor for sure. <laughs> Where, I mean, um, going, as reading the Linus letters, I pictured the military in general a little different. Um, but then she also joined the army. (laughs) (laughs) So when I joined the air force, I was like, uh, uh, the experience in general going in, in the beginning, I was like, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, uh, cause they would come in and they, you know, they they kick my bed and like get on your face. And I was like, this is awful. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I have a competitive side, all three of us do. And so, um, it became like, well, I can't quit. And so, uh, it just pushed me harder to do things better. And, um, when I got to my first base, uh, it was hard in the sense where I'm like, this is the first time I've really been on my own. And, um, but I made friends quick. I'm pretty social. So that was the easy part. Um, the hard part was like, I can't see my mom and dad when I feel like it, you know, I can't, um, go see my sister when I feel like it, especially my oldest one, she was gone for the longest time. And then, um, my middle sister joined. So I could even like call her or talk to her because she was going through basics. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You were on your own. Yeah. And so it's not like I could call Lina and say, Hey, like, what do I do here? But the good part actually about all that was when I joined, I went to Pope air force base and she was at Fort Bragg. Um, so we were on the same base. So I got to see her after my first year there fairly often. Yeah. It's hard because, you know, even moving a lot, you have your siblings and they become your best friend. Uh, You have like a built-in best friend for your whole life. And then being separated from them because of the military and basic training and everything that comes with that, then you're lost because you don't even know what to do. You're missing out on having a friend then. 
Oh, right. All right. And oh, one experience I remember, um, Zelina and James, when I was, I just got back from probably a TDY or something. And Zelina was like, Hey, I'm coming back to brag. I'll be there for a little bit. So I met her at what they call their chow hall. <laughs> <laughs> and in the Air Force, they clean up after you. <laughs> in the defect. <laughs> so I got up and I left my tray and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, don't they clean this up? <laughs> she was like, no. She's like, God, you're still a baby. And I'm like, oh. I was like, not my fault. You joined the army. They clean my plate. <laughs> <laughs> the that, two branches funny. are so different. They are. I mean, even they between are. all uh, the different branches that we have, they're so different. And yeah. yeah just as simple as cleaning up after yourself. And, you know, that's so, so different than I grew up army. So you clean up after yourself. Exactly. (laughs) Because that's what she did growing up. She would always pretty much be like, mom said, clear the table. So she would have to like do the big chores. And so yeah, um, that was her first comment. You're still such a baby. I was like, what? (laughs) I didn't make these rules. (laughs) Yeah, because I remember going to the unit even um, before dad deployed and we'd go to the unit and I think there were a couple days that we had a meal there and we had to clean up after ourselves. And then uh, when we started living with Lina for a little bit, she was like, always make sure clean up after yourself because that's the way she had always known it. Yeah. And Lina's just like a She's pretty serious. (laughs) That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, because she'll probably listen to this. She will. She's going to be like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, I didn't say anything. (laughs) It'll create like a little sibling war. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So what were some of the, did you experience any benefits being a military child and then joining or even Going to college, did you get any military-related scholarships or anything of that sort? I will say for that, I did not get um, any military, I guess, uh, favored treatment, if you will. Yeah. Um, because my dad wasn't like an active duty member. Sure, um, and it's so different. Yeah, and so he wasn't even... He wasn't reservist either. He just went to DOD, but worked on a military base. Sure. And so um, very different where we didn't have the GI benefits then. And I don't even think we would have qualified for anything like that uh, at that time. So most of, I got a scholarship out of high school that I turned it down for the artist to Pittsburgh. And um, I just wasn't ready to leave yet, I think was most mm-hmm. of it. And now having been in the military and um, like I have a medical retirement, my kids will be able to use my GI Bill and to receive some of those benefits, even health care, you know, like they have good health care. Yeah. And it's it's a guarantee, you know, because both their father and myself being in, they have that benefit. and um, that's. Being, um, I have a, a 90% disability rating where um, here next year, 
if it goes to a hundred, like they're saying, then they go to college for free, you know? So it's, um, it's a, it's a huge difference. Definitely. Like, I mean, I will say that I'm grateful that I went through not having those benefits because I learned a bigger respect for the system where I'm like, I have to work for this. Like I have to do good to do better. You know? So it was, it was, a an eye opener. And um, but I, it is nice though, that I can give that to my kids where, yeah. you know, if they're, if I need to shake them a little bit, <laughs> you're like, you're going, <laughs> but yeah. they have that option. Yeah. And that's a huge, a huge thing, especially healthcare and um, being able to go to school. That's what I'm doing right now. I have you know, military scholarships and I have chapter 35 that I'm going to school off of. And then I also have healthcare because I still, you know, my dad medically retired. So I have all of those benefits because I was a military child. So I'm very thankful, you know, for those. And, you know, it's definitely made it easier, a lot easier. And it's a lot better because, um, I can focus on school more and that's, it's, you know, my goal is for schooling and everything. So I'm very thankful to have that. And I'm sure your children will, you know, be thankful for that one day too. When they start, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't put in that work for nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Do you think you'll encourage your kids to join the military or do you think you'll let them make that decision more of their own? I'd probably let them make that decision on their own. Um, they So now they both grow up around it um, quite a bit. Um, Xavier more so than our youngest, Walter, um, because I was still in when Xavier was born. So he remembers um, going to work with me, which is kind of funny because he was an infant and he'll be like, remember when I used to go to your work? And, and I was <laughs> like, how do you, rem-? there's no way you can remember that. And, um, he was like, yeah, we would go in and he would explain like my office. And so I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. You really remember. And like, he doesn't remember (laughs) the whole thing, but he will have like little phases where he's like, Hey, and I'm like, there's no year. That was like four years ago. (laughs) How do you even remember? Yeah. And he's about to be six. So, um, and he's gone through deployments with his dad. Um, even when he was born, his dad and I were separated. We were at different bases where I was in Ohio and he was in Korea. So for that whole first year, Xavier did not get that other than he knew dad was at work. And so, yeah. um, but Walter just knows, oh, daddy went to work where this deployment coming up, he'll probably recognize more that daddy's not around, but um, we're due with our third in like seven weeks. So she'll have like no idea until, you know, yeah. like, there's another It'll one. It'll take a couple of years. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy to see the differences where Xavier mentally now is like, okay, I know daddy has to leave again. And Walter's like, mm, sure, daddy's going to leave. But I know he, because of technology, he can still talk to him. And then yeah. she, she won't even know. She'll just, you know, he'll come home and be like, hey, look, here's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's definitely different with the ages. Yeah. Um, my sister and I were probably about seven and eight when dad rejoined the army. And 
you know, we were talking about this before, but the different experiences that we experienced, even though we're 15 months apart, that are crazy. We remember different things of different events. And um, there's some experiences she remembers more than I do and more than I remember than she does. So having the different age levels really plays a role on what you remember for sure. Yeah. And I mean, um, Xavier, when we're like, um, when we talk to him about what we did and what we do. So, um, we were talking about a camel just for example. (laughs) And his dad was like, um, you know, your mom rode a camel before. And he's like, what? I was like, well, yeah, it was in the middle of Kuwait. <laughs> I was like, where's Kuwait? You know, so we brought off the map and we showed them where it was. And then it turned into, why were you there? And I was like, well, I was deployed because I was in the Air Force and my job took me over there. So I got to experience a different culture. And he starts to put that together now where you could see his little wheels moving. And yeah. um, he'll he'll tell us now. He's like, I'm going to fly airplanes like dad. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> where it's exciting because but I'm like mommy has so much anxiety with daddy <laughs> I was like and you want to fly too help me <laughs> but I'm excited yeah. for him and if that's like the choice he wants to make um I you know I fully support it um but it, it is hard um because he's younger and unfortunately we've had a lot of friends pass away uh, in the military and he is recognizing how and he drew a picture at school of it the caption was who is your hero and it was his dad by an airplane and then it was like what is your biggest fear and it was a crashed airplane <laughs> so i was like oh my god <laughs> and so i was like okay maybe we need to have this talk because he's starting to put it together <laughs> And that's like, yeah. unfortunately, how one of our friends had passed away. And so, well, multiple oh. friends. And so he's, he's like, well, could it happen? And we don't, I guess we don't hide the fact that it's a possibility, but we also try to reassure him that it's, it's very unlikely. So yeah. it's, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a tough battle, but I'm like, you, it is because you're like, how do you explain it? You're so little. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And even um, when dad got hurt, it was more of a, how do you tell an eight and nine-year-old that their dad is hurt? Like, how yeah. how do you even do that? How do you go about that? And so having to go through those talks and talk those through with him and, you know, assure him that everything will be okay and, you know, say, yes, yeah. things could happen. That's a tough, tough thing to do. Right. And I think it's a huge difference between like um, the little boy next door and Xavier where like his dad will go on a work trip, but he comes home in like a night or two where dad goes on a work trip. He's gone for 30 days to who knows. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's tough. And so he has different experiences, but he's doing good. That's awesome to hear. So do you guys live off base then? We do. We do. Um, We're about 15 minutes from where we're stationed now. So it's not too bad. Yeah. It's pretty exciting because we can see the airplanes fly over the house. (laughs) Oh, those are always so fun to see. Yes. Do you ever find that the boys ask to go to base and 
be around that all like you were time. as a child? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Or like my, my husband will come home and sometimes because of the squadron, there's that smell of like the uniform and I, I'll tell him, I'm like, you smell like the fire department. <laughs> and he's like, uh, babe, that's sweat and jet fuel. <laughs> and I'm like, it's probably what it is. But um, the kids, uh, the kids love to see like, any airplane that flies now, they think is daddy. You know, like, oh, it's yeah. dad. You know? um, but yeah. so he'll go on what they call alert shifts. And so he'll be gone for a couple of days at a time. And so we go to have dinner with him and uh the kids are like oh i want to i want to go see daddy can we go see the airplane i want to watch dad fly yeah. oh can yeah. we go on the the alert truck can we go see this and it's just like i get it now like because <laughs> that's what i used to <laughs> like i'm like can we go see dad and my mom was like what you want to go all the way out there <laughs> and I, was like, yeah, I do <laughs> and it's the same where they're like can we go see dad i'm like okay <laughs> go out there <laughs> but it's exciting for them and i understand it so um they they love going there where um, when covid started to happen uh, they moved them out of the alert shack and would put them into billeting on base um and we would go there and so the kids thought it was like a vacation because we were at a hotel <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this this is easy <laughs> because we couldn't do anything anyways because of the COVID yeah. stuff. So um, going to be able to stay with him was like the most excitement they had because they could hear the jets and they could see the fire trucks. And so it's just like a whole nother world for them. Yeah. And in little kids' eyes, it's, it's def- huge. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like going to space or something. Like- <laughs> exactly. That's all they see and that's all they, you know. Yeah. That's all that they they know for a while too. Right. Like they grew up in it so they they're more inclined to, you know, want to be around it for more time. Do you have a favorite place that you've been stationed at since your time in the service? Yeah. um i spent five years in europe in uh italy oh yeah that's hands down yes that's actually where i met my husband so um it doesn't get better than that it was probably the it was stressful for a little bit because i was going through medical issues at the time but um it was all for good yeah yeah (laughs) um it was a lot of work and once I was returned to active duty after my med board closed, um, I was deploying, I was going TDY and it's like, everything was back in full swing, but it was, but being stationed there, um, totally different culture, which, you know, it makes you just have a different respect for other countries. Um, cause you learn their like customs and courtesies and their different, um, holidays. Um, I think it was, Bonafana. I'd have to ask my husband. I'm probably saying it wrong. But um, <laughs> like burning of the witches. And it was like this huge bonfire, and you would just see all these fires, <laughs> and there'd be people around it celebrating. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys are trying to burn this place down. <laughs> but it was, it's, a, it, it's huge for them. And, um, you know, to learn, like, uh, 
I got fluent in singing happy birthday in Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ordering a pizza in Italian. And it's, you don't get a slice of pizza over there. You get a whole pizza. <laughs> I like, oh, I just wanted a piece. <laughs> I just wanted one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a lot of food. But um, <laughs> it, and like here in America, you know, you don't, um, I'll say it lightly. We can be pretty lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We our grocery stores 10 minutes down the road, maybe yeah. probably five and we could walk there, but we choose to drive, you know, and we're in Italy, the markets right down the road and everybody walks everywhere. And so it, you're just healthier there. Um, Cause you're, you just kind of force yourself to fit in and it's good for you. You know, people run everywhere. They bike everywhere. All their festivals are outside and they walk every, it, like they're even their farmers markets. Oh, it's amazing. Like <laughs> everything's fresh. <laughs> yes. uh, it's fantastic. I loved, loved being in Italy and the travel there. While I was there, I went to 13 different countries. And so wow. it's, how do you say no? Like <laughs> if we could go back, we would. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's as easy as like getting on a train there. And yeah. you can go anywhere. Anywhere. Absolutely. You could hop on the train from Venice or Italy, at any, like the little town that we lived in, and go all the way to, um, excuse me, where am I thinking? You go to Venice, which is like an hour drive, but you could just hop on the train. You could go to yeah. um, Pisa, Florence, Rome. And so yeah. you're just like, what? <laughs> so much, so much excitement, lots to do. Yeah, we remember um, we took a family trip to Scotland a couple couple years ago, and it was the same way there. You walked everywhere. You took um, the bus. They had a kind of bus system that ran across all the different areas, and you'd take the bus. You'd walk the. Um, Tesco, the grocery store was right up the street and anything you needed, you more or less walked to, or right. you took a bus, you didn't drive a car there. I was shocked at the amount of cars that were really there. Cause you didn't see them all over the place. Like you do in America. Right. And Scotland was one of my favorites. Um, that's one of the places I traveled from Italy. Um, yeah. Amazing. They're so sweet. They're so nice. They uh, are. It's beautiful there. It's all just green. So I know. Green. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went there for a Tough mutter. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> you it got, like, sounds like it would be a cool one. It was. It was amazing. They're playing. They're you know they're in the kilts playing the the pipes and the bags yep. and so I'm just like ah! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a thunderstorm in Scotland in the mud with bagpipes. <laughs> You're just like this is the most epic experience ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mom and dad did the, I can't even, the Scottish yomp. Oh. They did the Scottish yomp. And so that's where they take their soldiers through to train. And I might get the mileage wrong, but there's three different levels. The first one is a silver level and then, or bronze, silver, and gold. And one of them is 30... Or sorry, the first one's 20, around 25 miles, I think. The next one up is somewhere in the 30s. And then the final one is in the 50s. And so they did the bronze level, which is about 20. And it was all through the Scottish Highlands. 
and you just hiked the Scottish Highlands. And in America, when you're running or you're doing a race or something, you get water or Gatorade along the way or maybe like an energy bar, protein bar, something like that. They gave them like whole meals along the way. Like their pit stops were meals like ice cream. Um, I might get this wrong, but like blue cheese and crackers, like they'd they'd give them all kinds of more heavy uh, food and, you know, drinks along the way than we would here. Absolutely. Because that's just what, you know, that's what they've always done. That's what they're used to. And it was such a transition for them, even during those, you know, couple miles of, okay, I'm hungry and I need food, but I don't want that. <laughs> like, yeah. What else is there to eat? For <laughs> exactly. sure. That's funny. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, they didn't give us snacks along the way, <laughs> but they they gave us beer at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that that's sounds like it. a Scotland thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's called sheep's and ale. What, was, <laughs> what we found. Um, when we were in Scotland, we would we stayed in Pennycook, which is right outside of Edinburgh, and we would walk. Uh, we walked almost. We stayed for about a week. I would say at least three or four of the nights we were there, we went to an Italian place for dinner, and you wouldn't think, you know, we're going to another country. We're going to eat another country's food in another country. Right. But we <laughs> went to this Italian place and they had actually moved from Italy and opened up an Italian restaurant in Scotland. And that's what we ate the almost the entire time. That was some fish and chips and haggis in between. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. I mean, it's, Italian food is delicious. Like we very, very far and few can we find places that we just like love when we're you know you turn into a food snob <laughs> you go to all I, these countries I and for you're just sure like, feel that <laughs> <I'll stop pizza." laughs> i know uh my dad always tells mom that he ruined her for food because we had good food in Ohio. You know, you had certain cultures up there and you had food there. And then in Texas, we had Mexican food all over the place. And then like, you know, Scotland, you had like real fish and chips over there. And, you know, here you have uh, like seafood and stuff in Florida, but we've had so many different food culture or I don't know if that's how you'd say it, but we've experienced yeah. so many different cultures <laughs> that, you know, we're snobs now to certain foods because Absolutely. we know the real thing. <laughs> we're like, it's just really good over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the real stuff. Right. Don't get me wrong. I love it here. But uh, yeah, in Italy, oh my gosh, Europe, excuse me, we went to, we were deployed to um, Poland in Portugal and you would ask for like clams and they would just you it would be fresh catch like so they would bring it in <laughs> from the boat yeah. and drop it in your tank and then they would scoop it out with a pan from the tank and then they would cook them and then bring it out so you would see them 
grab your live clams and or oysters <laughs> or anything. And so when you come here and you start eating them, like if you eat it here in Colorado, we're not close enough anywhere to where it's like fresh catch. Um, so it's just kind of like, it's different where you're like, oh man, it'll never be the same. I'm ruined. <laughs> I know. It's so, you get spoiled on food and Absolutely. just experiences oh, yeah. of different cultures and yeah, you my, can my never. Kids, my kids don't like boxed craft macaroni and cheese, but they'll eat truffle porcini mushroom macaroni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're like, you guys are snobs. <laughs> Even from this young of an age. Yeah. And I, and crab legs. I love crab legs. I love steak. And I'm just like, we're going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like Just the good food. stuff. Yeah, eat a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Have some regular food for once. Yeah, exactly. Yes, for sure. So. If unless you have anything else you'd like to add, I have one other question for you. And what advice would you give to either your kids or other military kids or just any advice you have? Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess in the sense of my kids, um, I would tell them to go to college, um, try it at least before they make that decision. Um, cause even if they choose that they want to go, if you go to college first, you know, you can always go in as an officer, which is also a much different experience. Um, and that, you know, it's, it's hard, but that nothing worth having is going to be easy. And so if you want that experience and you want to travel and you, for me, it was a sense of purpose. Um, I struggle with that um, now being out because I miss putting on my uniform. I miss sure. standing for that bigger cause. Um, but I know I did my time. So it's just kind of like a house mom to <laughs> active military <laughs> mom. So it just was like a, a juggle for a while. Um, I've been out for almost four years now, but my son still is like, can you go back? And I'm like, no, mommy can't ever go back. You know? And so yeah. um, he, I want him to see that, you know, there are options, there are choices. And if you work hard for what you believe in, then, you know, you can do anything. You can go anywhere. And, um, I like that we can share these experiences with him. And so I think, uh, if they choose to go, you know, give them as much knowledge as you have to prepare them. So it's like having a baby, you're never fully prepared, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but to, um, you know, it's their choice. Once they're 18, if they want to go, 17, if they want to go and that's their dream, then go do, do it, you know, just make the most of it because it's amazing. It is the best experience I've had. So I would yeah. definitely say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. And, you know, always chasing your dreams and, uh, you know, setting these goals in your life is so important. And being able to attain them is 
definitely you feel this sense of joy inside of you to know that you've achieved something. And even in the military, you know, you're helping others along the way and, you know, making the country what it is. Yeah. Yes. So thank you so much for being on. I'm super excited to have you on and have your sisters on. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, good luck. Uh, we have Thank some you. of your cards, so we will be passing them out at uh, at his work so that other kids can hopefully get in touch with you. That's so awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Graceville Military Child Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please like, subscribe, comment, share, and review. You can also follow us at Grace of a Military Child Podcast on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more content related to the podcast. If you or someone you know is a military child that would like to be featured on an episode of the podcast, please send a message to one of our social media platforms or send us an email to grace.of.a dot military dot child at gmail.com. Thank you and join back next week for another inspiring story.